Blessings, my friends. My name is Francis Wessel, and it's a joy to welcome you to the Cornerstone Podcast produced by Global Grace Ministries. This is the fifth episode of the series, Studying About the End of Times. Today's episode is entitled, The Rapture. Last week, we talked about the prophecy of Ezekiel 38 and 39, and we concluded that probably that is the only end of times prophecy that we are waiting for before the rapture of the church. Today we will continue discussing the words of Jesus regarding the end of times and I also plan to give you a biblical description of the rapture of the church. Let us start reading in Luke chapter 17 and we are going to read starting on verse 26. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. Here Jesus continues describing not the events that will happen before his coming, as we read in Matthew 24, but the conduct of the people or how people will be acting before he comes. He tells them that people will act the same way people were acting before the flood. To understand that or understand what he meant, let us go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we are going to read verses 1 through 5. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiven, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. If you read Genesis chapter 6, you will find almost the same description Paul gives us in Second Timothy regarding the conduct of the people in the days of Noah. Basically, violence and deprivation rule earth in the days of Noah and they do in our time too. The only difference I see between these two eras is that in the days of Noah, the only righteous people got found were Noah and his family. Now, by the grace of God, the Church of Jesus Christ is on earth. The Holy Spirit lives in us and we are blessed by grace for salvation, which was not available in the days of Noah. But my family, after the rapture, that will not be the case anymore. People will still be able to get saved but God's focus will be on Israel, not on the Gentile nations. Coming back to our subject, we have to admit that we are living at a time where Sodom and Gomorrah had nothing on us. The deprivation of man is such that now if we call sin, sin, we the people of God are accused of being haters. The violence we are living under is such that shootings are so common here in the United States that some school shootings are no longer big news. Here in Sacramento a few weeks ago, we had a shooting downtown that ended up with six people killed and 12 injured. The worst is that instead of things getting better, the hearts of men are growing colder and colder. In the days of Noah, people heard Noah preach about the flood, 
for many years and no one paid attention. I think that one of the worst signs that we are living as in the days of Noah is the apathy for the things of God that exist in the non-believers and the apathy for the second coming of Christ that exists in the church. We no longer live expecting to hear the sound of the trumpet calling us home. But my friends, I surely hoped that that will change soon. We need to prepare ourselves for the events that we, or at the latest, the next generation will experience. And with that in mind, go with me to Matthew chapter 22, starting on verse 42. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he will have stayed awake and will not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Now let us talk about the rapture of the church. The word rapture does not occur in the Bible. The term comes from the Greek word harpazo, which means carrying off, to transport, or snatching away. The concept of the carrying off or the rapture of the church is clearly taught in Scripture. Out of the 260 chapters of the New Testament, we find 318 references about the rapture and the second coming. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting on verse 50. I tell you these brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead in Christ will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For the perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on the immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that it is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. The rapture is to be distinguished from the second coming. They are two separate events. In the rapture, the Lord comes in the clouds to meet us in the air. In the second coming, the Lord descends all the way to earth to stand on the Mount of Olives, resulting in the great earthquake followed by the defeat of God's enemies. You can find this in Zechariah chapter 14, verses 3 and 4. Like I said last week, we do not know when the rapture will happen, which it is important to know because many confused people have tried to figure out the date of the rapture without any success. The Bible tells us that even Jesus told his disciples that no one knew the day he will come back for his church. Only the Father knew that. Without stepping too far from the Bible, I can stipulate that Jesus might know now when that day will happen because he is no longer limited to a mortal nature. He is now omniscient, just like God the Father is. But no man will ever know for sure when the rapture will happen until it happens. For many centuries, the church believed that the rapture will be imminent. Basically, this doctrine told the church that the rapture could have happened at any time after Jesus' ascendance to heaven, which is not completely true, because the church needed to accomplish a few things before his coming. 
For example, the New Testament had to be written and compiled before his coming. Otherwise, we will have been without the foundational teachings the church needed to grow and be established. The gospel also had to be preached in every nation of the world, and many events needed to take place before Jesus could return. All this is in the past now. I think that the battle of Ezekiel 38 happens before the rapture, but it could also happen right after it. So I honestly believe that Jesus could return soon. Now, what will happen in the rapture? 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 John 14 speak about the rapture, but I want to read with you 1 Thessalonians 4, starting on verse 15, which says, For this we declare to you by a word of the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Using these scriptures as our foundation, we know that the following will happen during the rapture. Number one, the snatching of the saints will be sudden. But like I said, I believe the rapture will happen just before the beginning of the tribulation. Number two, the rapture will include the resurrection of the dead. One thing that I will want you to notice is that after Jesus' resurrection, we no longer see the word die in the Bible. The New Testament writers, when they talk about the people who died, refer to death as falling asleep. So those who have fallen asleep will resurrect during the rapture. Here, there are two schools of thoughts regarding this resurrection. There are people who think that the people who died in Christ just go to sleep and are awaiting for the rapture to wake up. And there are also people who think that when we die, our souls and our spirits return to the Father and live with the Father from then on and will get their new bodies during the rapture. I am part of this group. I believe that at the moment of the rapture, those that have gone before us will obtain their incorruptible body. But our loved ones who went before us are with Christ enjoying all that heaven has to offer at this moment. There are too many verses that support this school of thought to believe something different, but I leave it up to you to decide what you believe. Number three, those who will be alive will be caught up in the air with the people who resurrect, and we will get our incorruptible bodies. These bodies will be like Jesus' body was after his resurrection. His body probably did not have any blood, but was recognizable, and also his body could either appear and disappear or could go through walls because Jesus appeared to his disciples who were under closed doors, and our bodies will be able to eat. Jesus ate with his disciples after his resurrection. Number four, many people think that the believers will disappear in the rapture, but it might be that instead of disappearing, we will ascend instead, which, if you think about it, it makes sense, since the rapture wouldn't be the first time or the last time that saints ascend to heaven. 
the Bible lists four different ascensions or raptures. Number one, Elijah in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 11. Number two, Jesus in Acts chapter 1, verse 10 through 11. The Church of Jesus, which is the rapture we're talking about. And number four, the two witnesses in Revelation eleven twelve. Both Jesus and Elijah were seen going up. They did not disappear. So we might do too. Number five, the rapture will be the reunion of Jesus and his bride in the clouds. This means that the people who will be raptured will be the family of Christ only. Every believer in Christ will be taken from all over the world. Since 2.3 billion people claim to practice some type of Christianity at this moment, I figure that at least 1 billion people will go in the rapture. Notice that we cannot say that everyone who claims to practice some type of Christianity will go for sure. Only those who are saved will go up. Number six, the rapture marks the beginning of the tribulation, which will be the worst seven years earth has had since its creation. Now, as soon as the rapture happens, I believe that the tribulation will start here on earth. Now, this means that the people who are left behind will have a very, very hard time. They will still be able to get saved, but like I said, it will be harder than it is right now. But in regards to us, can you imagine what a joyful day that will be? We get to see Jesus face to face. We get a new incorruptible body and we get to see our loved ones who have gone before us. We get to walk on the streets of the new Jerusalem and we get our heavenly homes. And if that wasn't enough, we also enjoy a feast called the Supper of the Lamb that would last seven years. I do not know about you, but I cannot wait for that. Therefore, please do not worry when you see the signs of the end of times. For the children of God, those will be great times. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to it and help us promote it with your friends and family. Do not miss our next episode because in the next episode, we will be talking about the tribulation. If you have a prayer request and you would like to share it with us, please send us an email to info at globalgraceministries.com. Thank you for your time. God bless you.